Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello again, you righteous, outstanding, phenomenal human being. It is so incredible to be with you again. We have an amazing episode for you today. I hope that your day is going well and that your here and now is good. And if it isn't, this podcast is going to be definitely what you need because we have Dr. Akuma Senengong on the show today. And we've entitled this one, The Quantum Physics of Possibility and Unlocking Your Full Potential. Uh, This is an amazing episode. You're going to love it. We talk about quantum physics is the physics of possibility. Uh, We talk about uh, the work of Dr. Amit Goswami, uh, the work of Tilopa, I think I'm pronouncing that right. I'm not really sure. Um, The Beginner's Mind, Fear versus Faith, Noetic Sciences, Self-Healing, Bruce Lipton, uh, Dr. Akuma's Meditation Technique, The Morning Power Hour, um, talking about mental slavery, neurocardiology, all kinds of really cool, amazing stuff. So I think you're going to love this episode. I want to thank you guys so much who have been supporting the podcast As you know, the best and most important way to support the podcast is to do three acts of kindness today. Right now, three acts. You can hold the door open. You can pay it forward. You can pick up a piece of trash. You can let somebody in in traffic. I don't care. Or at least do one. That's the best thing that you can do to support the podcast. Just do one act of kindness today. Get someone's name. That counts. Um, You can also go above and beyond and share this episode. Help get the message out and leave a review in iTunes. They really help. I want to thank. It's Holy Spirit 3 and it says my number one spiritual podcast. If you're looking for a way to expand your mind and open your third eye while walking your dogs going for a run or you're in the car here it is such epic content thank you so much for improving my life with every single episode so i appreciate you taking the moment and taking an action and if you want those of you who are supporting me on patreon thank you so much you can just consider me a podcast busker so you could throw a buck in the bucket and christopher michael he went and he took an action he went to patreon.com forward slash matt belair and he chipped a buck in the bucket so thank you man i appreciate that it makes this a little bit easier that little bit i get from patreon i'm like yes sandwiches this is all right um so i appreciate all of you guys supporting in your own way um i'm so grateful you're here on this journey i want to thank my podcast sponsor david lone bear Senapass. i'm going to be in Sedona with him and Clifford Mahoudi, who is an elder of the Zuni, on August the 5th. So if you can make it to Sedona, they say they are looking for the star people. And in their in both of their cultures, uh, their oral lineage, which is over 20,000 years old, they say it is the star people of the star nations. And they are ready to share some of their ancient teachings. And uh, this is really special because never before has this happened, um, both of them speaking to a non-native audience. So it's a really special thing. If you're near Arizona, if you can get to the Sedona area for that event, um, you can check out Distant Ancient Echoes on 
Facebook and you can follow my stuff. I'm going to be posting about it. We're, we're kind of solidifying this uh, as we go. Um, it's kind of come out of the blue. So you're going to want to make that event. It's truly amazing. Go support David Lone Bear's work, lonebearswords.com. Um, he makes real vibrational jewelry from the, uh, the ancient copper scrolls i kid you not that same thing he sent balloons into space you can look at that at youtube i had his math vetted so a truly outstanding phenomenal being um so support him if you like the show please support him you can get three free outstanding binaural beat tracks if you go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves or 3d sound they're pretty dope um you're gonna like those and they're free too and check out zen athlete um that's that's me it's a really great book it can be zen music it can be zen business it doesn't matter they are the principles for self mastery and for those of you guys who really need a boost if you want to level up i'm doing 90 minute breakthrough sessions where we can overcome limiting beliefs we can design and develop a plan for your ideal future we can get clear on designing a life path um, and we can go a step further and we do one-on-one mentorship coachings Um, i do have a few spots open for that i can't take too many people just because of my time but wherever you want to go you know from zero to 100 we can help get you there because i can help you get very very clear on what it is that you want creating a heart-centered vision tools for getting there quickly and easily in a state of fulfillment for where you are now because it is a process and for those of you guys who are looking for peak performance in the kind of workspace ceo entrepreneurship athlete realm obviously i do that too so um i work with all types of people who are just serious about leveling up that's it because it really doesn't matter what stage you're in it just matters if you're committed to you know doing the work and being a good person and and looking at different perspectives and and that kind of thing so tons of tons of tools to help serve you so if you're interested in that go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching make sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on all the cool stuff coming down the pipe and that's it i'm going to stop yammering so before we get into it let's come to a quick state of peace and coherence so wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing and take a deep breath in through your nose set your intention to come to peace and coherence And let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day, any limitations or self-doubts. Taking another deep breath in through your nose and really connecting to the divine life force energy that pulses your heart, beats your heart, keeping you alive and just focusing on one thing that you're grateful for, holding the breath and just letting it out slowly with all the task lists, uh, everything that you have to do, just coming to peace and ease now. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose. Just really focusing on love and gratitude and making the commitment to be love, loving and and grateful and kind to yourself and loving and grateful and kind to others. Just let that go. Let that breath out with all the limitations, all the self-doubt. Just committing to go the rest of the day in peace and coherence with a positive attitude, knowing that you are whole, perfect, harmonious, amazing, just as you are. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you, I know that you will enjoy this episode. Um, So let's get into it with Dr. Akuma Senengang. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host. Matt Belair. Today's guest is a master communicator and expert in unlocking and maximizing your potential by bridging science and personal development. He fine-tunes the knowledge from quantum physics and the biology of epigenetics for you to live your greatness and full potential. He is a life scientist with a PhD in natural scientists sciences and is the former director of three international research and innovation networks with key players from academia and industry. Welcome to the show, Dr. Akuma Senengang. Thank you very much, Matt, for this kind introduction. I feel 
really honored. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I'm, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, you reached out. I don't know how the show got to you, but I was interviewing Dean Radin, who's incredible. And uh, you, you reached out and I got to look at your work and I was like, holy smokes, like, who are you? Yes, please come on and, and share quantum physics and personal development. Like, I, I'm all ears. So why don't you give people a little bit of introduction of who you are, how you got to where you are today and, and dive into wherever you want to start? Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, Dean Radin has been a mentor of mine. I've been following his work, his research work, because I'm interested in bridging science and personal development and spirituality. And that's what Dean Radin and the Institute of Noetic Sciences are doing. So when I saw him on your show, I said, oh, that's good. Um, I should reach out. And it happened that we are now talking with one another. So thank you once again for being that I'm a guest on your show. Yeah, how is it with me? When it started, started with me, it's been a long journey. I came into the world of science and spirituality after my PhD in 2010. I wasn't really satisfied with me. I had a sense of lust, some emptiness in me. I thought having, a, having reached the, the, the apex of academia, that is a PhD, I've achieved something. Yes, it's an achievement, but it wasn't that fulfilling. I was still feeling kind of empty. So that's how my journey started in the search of who I am, who am I, and how can I be happy? Because I think we humans, we all want to be happy, aren't we? So um, that's where the journey started. I, um, 2010, I didn't know what to do with my life. I, didn't, I never wanted to be a few-time few scientist working in the at the universities or in research labs. So I took some, I was there one year at the university doing basic research and teaching. And I had an appointment, I had a, um, a job opportunity in the industry to, to, be, um, to be kind of a bridge between science and industry in the use of biotechnology, because I'm a biotechnologist. How can we use biotechnological methods to to produce new products and yeah, new products and technology from bio waste. I did that job for two years. During the first two years, it was very exciting, but my unhappiness didn't let me didn't let me go. You know, I still had that search of of lacking, that search of what what can I really do with my life. So I was at that moment that I was in so much of a lot of pain in me that I couldn't withstand that pain again. So I started doing some reading, talking to people, going to seminars and meetings. And in the course of that time, it took me about one year, I came to the realization that science and spirituality and personal development are compatible with one another. So it was, very, it was a very exciting uh, knowing. So I kept on digging and digging. That's how I came to know people like Dean Radin, people like Bruce Lipton. I, I'm sure you know the name. Colleagues like Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dr. Amit Kuswami. I said, I said these are people with a similar background like I, like, like I am, and they are doing what is very nice. So they were like my mentors and uh, inspirers. I really look up. Onto them. So I made the decision 
to go into a similar line of work like them. So the best thing for me to do was to, I said, I should become a speaker. Because if you are a speaker, you have an audience in front of you that you can empower them with the knowledge. And then these people, they get this knowledge. And at the end of the day, they become multiplicators. They go into the field and keep on saying what you, what you just said. And I think that is, an, that is a way that I could impact positive change to humanity and to society. So that's how my path started. And when I got that, when I got that realization, it was so appeasing, it was so cool. I felt some inner peace in me. I thought that is it. I thought I, I felt as if the universe was talking to me. And it gave me so much courage and energy. I went to my bosses at the time. I told them I'm leaving. <laughs> And within a very short piece of time, I left the company and I became a full-time entrepreneur doing speaking both nationally in Germany and internationally in bridging science and personal development and spirituality in empowering people to live the life that they intend to live. I love it. It's fascinating. Well, what I, what I like is um, the journey through academia, you know, to get the PhD, to get the pinnacle, to get the scientific background. And, you know, you know what you're talking about um, <laughs> on, a, on a level that a lot of people, including myself, you know, don't really understand. I've done some uh, Dr. Joe's workshops, you know, it is advanced and, and um, you know, meditated and do all that kind of thing. But you're bridging the gap through science. Bruce Lipton's work, also phenomenal. Um, so when you're speaking and you're bridging the gap between quantum physics, science, and personal development, you know, what is the message? What are some of the main messages that you're trying to empower the audiences with? The message I'm empowering the audience with, we begin with quantum physics. Quantum physics is a physics of possibilities, which means that all things are possible. When we talk of quantum physics, we talk of physics of subatomic particles, meaning electrons, protons, and neutrons. And in quantum physics, there is a concept, or one of the, uh, one of the um, core tenets of quantum physics is the wave-particle duality, meaning that an electron can exist as a wave and as a particle, as, yeah, as a particle. It is only a particle when it is localized, when, it is, when, you can make, when you can see it with your physical eyes or with an instrument. And it is a wave when, and it is a wave, meaning that when it is in a state of a wave, it can be any, anywhere in the atom. In this state of being anywhere, in quantum physics, we, declare, we, we um, define it as a state of pure potentiality. It means it can be anywhere. Only when it has been localized, when it means we talk of collapse of the wave function, it means the electron stop existing being a wave and being a particle. So the, the intriguing question is, yes, that sounds very interesting, but how does that got to do with us human beings? How can that, this knowledge help you, help me and our fellow humans to live the potential of pure possibilities. You all, you agree with me that we are made up of atoms and electrons. Are you on the same page with me on this? Okay, good. Thank you for giving me your feedback. So, <laughs> yeah. so if we are all made up of electrons and, electrons and uh, atoms, it means that we can also be waves and particles. 
Now you are a particle, or I'm a particle, because you are interacting with the physical world. You are sitting on a chair, you are looking on this computer, so it's kind of interaction with the physical world. So you are, you are a particle. Take for instance that if we were to put you in a vacuum, a vacuum is a, is a place in which there is no interaction with the physical world, then you will be a wave. And a wave is invisible. You can see a wave. You are spirit. Spirit is everywhere. When we talk of a wave, people say when they, are in the, when they look at water in the sea, this, that movement going up and down, that is a wave. No, that is a wave. That is, just the, that is just the effect of a wave. But the cause of it is invisible. All right? So being a wave as we humans, if you, are in inter if you don't have any interaction with the physical world, it means you can be everywhere. You can now, you are in mine, you told me in the States, I'm in Hamburg in Germany. You can be anywhere in South Africa, anywhere. That means that as a take home message, this state of anywhere, this state, it is a state of pure potentiality, it's a state of possibilities. It means all things are possible. That is the message. That is what, if you've read the book, I can refer our readers to read the books of Dr. Amit Goswami. He really explains this concept of quantum physics being a physics of possibilities. He really does that in a, in a very simple way. So for me, when I got to know this knowledge that all things are possible, that the only limits that we've got as humans are the limits that we put in our minds that we can do something, or we give other people the power to tell us that we can do something, because all things are possible. Look, more than, 100, more than 50 years ago, or if you take, just take, take the last century, man has gone to the moon. For 200 years ago, that was impossible, isn't it? But now, people go to the moon. Just to, just to tell you that whatever, the human mind can conceive, it can achieve. That is the message of empowerment. And how can we humans use this knowledge of quantum physics, of physics of possibilities to empower ourselves? It's a very simple concept because if we know that everything is possible, there are no limits, we have to have a mindset that is open to everything and attached to nothing. This concept or this quote came from Tilopa. You as a teen athlete, I'm sure you've heard about Tilopa. He was, a, uh, he was a Buddhist monk who lived in India more than a thousand years ago. He said, to have a mind that is open to everything and attached to nothing, it is very profound. You can only win. Because you don't know that you don't know. I repeat, you don't know that you don't know. That is the highest state of unconsciousness. Because Socrates said, the Greek philosopher, that one thing he knows is that he knows that he doesn't know. That is better. But I'm talking of a, of a higher state of unconsciousness. You don't know that you don't know. Are you getting me the point? Yeah. So, yeah, and we... I myself, not am included, there are so many things that I'm not even aware that exist. But they are there. I give you an example. 
take, take for example, you are driving home in the night. It's all dark. You've got only the, the windscreen of your car and the lights of your car, which are going to lead you home. And the question I ask you, does it mean that all other things which are outside the windscreen of your car and what the light of your car doesn't show you, they don't exist? They are not there? They are there. But they are not within your radar. So for me, the take-home message is, is to be humble. It's to bring yourself down and learn from others. Because anybody you meet in life, be it a child, be it no matter the social status of this person, what I've learned is that this person knows something that I don't know. So what do I do? I bring my ego down and I learn from this person. And that's how I can unfold my potential. That's how I can develop myself. Because all things are possible. There are so many possibilities outside. And in order to grow, you must allow these possibilities to come within your rather that you can choose from to allow the wave to collapse. Right? Another question, another concept that, um, uh, that I wish to share is it also comes from Tain Buddhismus. I think I'm a good, I, I really think we really met each other on a telepathic level. <laughs> I'm talking about Tain Buddhism when you're a Tain athlete. There's a concept in Tain Buddhismus, and I know you, Matt, you should know this concept, it's about Shoshin, right? Shoshin, which means, Shoshin means that you should have a, it's also a concept in Tain Buddhismus and also in, um, in, in martial arts. It means that having a mindset of a child, minding the, minding, having a mindset of a beginner, always seeking to know, seeking to learn. That's how you grow. So with this concept of being, this concept of Shoshin, we can apply it in our lives, that we don't know that we don't know, so we learn. So that's how I, I see this concept from quantum physics to personal development, how we can use that to be who we can be by learning from others, by knowing that, um, I always say, why did God give us two ears and one mouth? He gave us two ears and one mouth that we should listen two-thirds of the time and talk one-third of the time. Because when you talk, you can only talk from what you know. But when you listen, you allow new stuff to come into you. And that's how you can grow. There's one guy in South Africa. Um, the name, I don't have it at the top of my mind, but he said one thing very profound. He's a, he's a, he's a sports philosopher. He said, 50% of the things that we know are not correct. But we don't know which 50% of these things are. Are you, are you getting me? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with all these simple basic concepts, that's how I think we can grow and unfold our potential and maximize our potential. From the, from the point, from the aspect of quantum physics to personal development. And that's what I preach around the world. Amazing. Well, you touched on a lot of really, really great concepts in there. You know, the Socrates thing, you know, is like, I know that I know nothing. And um, you also touched a little bit um, on 
what I refer to as non-local mind, you know, that wave particle, that's an experience that I've had directly where it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just a different state of consciousness than the one that I'm using now. Um, and it's bigger and you feel it and it's and it, and it makes you realize that you don't know anything. It's like, Oh my goodness. I only know a little bit in that state of humility and seeing everybody as a teacher is so important, right? Because then you can learn. And the only thing that we really know is our direct experiences. Everything else is outside of us. Um, and even when we have the direct experience for us to remember it, recall it and share it accurately can be a challenge once it passes, because that's just, that's just a challenging thing to do. Um, yeah. And like talking about, you know, kind of like unconscious incompetence when you're going down and you see the, you know, the lights of the road, you're not even aware of what you can't do yet. So from this spirit of humility and learning from everything, you really increase your capacity to grow and to exactly. learn at an accelerated rate. Exactly. Because all things are possible. Right. So I'm just curious, um, you know, in, in Dr. Joe's work and, and kind of what I teach for, for athletes and coaching is you got to really get clear on what it is that you want. And one of the practical tools that Dr. Joe Dispenza will use, and, and, and this is like timeless, timeless stuff, is to, is to go into a meditative state, experience the thing as you want already done. So in sport, it's really simple. Double backflip, triple backflip, whatever the case is. If it's in business, you see the business functioning, how it feels, all the employees, your product getting out there, whatever the case may be. Be. Um, or maybe you you have a family life and you're and you get some more passive income, more time at the cottage, more time with the friends. But one of those tools is to to meditate. So I guess I'd throw at you, what do you think it is the main blocker from people imagining their unlimited potential, right? They're in a reality and they're like, this is the reality. This is this is my ceiling, this is my box, this is where I'm staying. What present prevents them from seeing any other possibility? And once they are able to see that possibility, what are some tools that they can use to get it? And then maybe some science that backs up why that tool works. Oh my God, that's a hot one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a lot. You can do that's it. A hot, that's a hot one. I think Joe Dispenza, a very profound guy. I really love his work. I've read his books. I haven't had the the chance to meet him at one of his seminars, but he comes from time to time to Germany. I, I make sure I'll meet him next time when he comes to Germany. Joe is a great guy. In his book, um, You Are the Placebo, and being supernaturalized, new book. What Joe is saying is to be in touch with the universal mind, to be with the field. He calls it the field, right? The field of all possibilities. And what Joe is saying is in order to achieve your goals, to be who you want to be, you have to have intention. Intention, that is, you have to be focused, you have to give an intention to the universe. And you have to feel that intention. You have to mix that intention with feelings, emotions, to be in a highly um, excited state. In his book, he, he did this wave, um, he did a graph there, how you become particle and being a wave. That is when you are a part, when you are a wave, that is energy, you're on a very high frequency, meaning that you can manifest your realities at a shorter rate and when you're a particle like us now <laughs> it takes some the, the the frequency is very short and very longer wavelengths so it takes longer time to manifest your reality in the physical world meaning that being 
focus knowing, okay, what do you want to be in life? A 10 outlet, I want to be a, a millionaire or whatever is your wish. Have that focus and being happy. That is the message. That is Happiness is our birthright. So we should, we can, we can cultivate happiness by just doing simple, simple daily activities like being great gratitude. I think that is a very normal, um, um, it is in everybody's mouth now that gratitude is the, is the best, one of the best ways to find inner peace. Just being happy that you are alive today, being happy that you've eaten something today, being happy that you got a shelter above your head, being happy that we can even talk, you can talk with me, I can talk with you, I don't know you, but so many kilometers away. Just being happy for simple things. It brings you in a positive state of vibration because the universe just gives you what, what you send out, as the law of attraction says. What you think, our waves, our thoughts are waves, and like waves attract like, like waves. But I don't think I've really answered your question. I, that was just, I was just digressing. Your real question was, help me, um, what prevents people to manifest your reality? Is that correct? Well, kind of the idea, what would prevent a person from seeing outside the current ceiling of reality that they have of their possibility? If we do have infinite possibility in our lives, um, but then we get to a certain state, you know, of stability or whatever, you know, we're working a job, we're not that stoked on our job. We, we would like to improve our lot. We would like to move more into, uh, you know, an ideal life. Like a, I like to ask people, if you had a million dollars every single day for the rest of your life, what would you do? And the reality is that we don't need as much money as we think to do the things that we really value most. Um, and so it would be just entering the thought of, of uh, what prevents people from even believing that they can achieve what they want or, or that we do live in a world where we uh, have infinite possibilities. Yeah, so what prevents people is, the main thing is fear. Fear is the main um, stumbling block because we human beings, we have been conditioned to go by sight, not by faith. We think that only what you see is real. But also what you don't see is also real. <laughs> Isn't it? Because if we're talking of the wave particle duality, a particle is physical, you see a particle, okay, no, it's something real, but a wave, you don't see a wave, but it's there. So what prevents people, I repeat, is fear, and we go by sight, not by faith. So how can we circumvent fear? Or how can we achieve that? That's a very... That's a very good question. And what I can say is fear is part of our natural, it's part of our system. If you say you want to eradicate fear, it's, it's kind of being utopic. It's like saying you don't want to breathe again. Breathing is part of you, isn't it? So what I, what I say is we should reduce, if there is, this is fear and this is faith, are you seeing this? This is fear on the, on the left side, and this is faith on the right side, is to bring fear so low and faith high. That is, we should starve our fears and fit our faith. That is my message. That's what I live on. That is, I just believe in this supernatural force. We call it infinite intelligence. This intelligence that is there, that we don't see, but we know, we feel it, we know it is there. We should give it a chance. And we can only give it a chance 
in which we should we should start by trying little things. Try to start little things that you know that can manifest, you know, because success breeds success. When you try something small and then you see it works, your faith increases. And then you go step by step, just like a child who is born, has to learn how to work and then, and like, like that becomes an adult. So that's how, I, that's how I did it. I started with little things that I know it can work, that I have a degree of believing in it. And then with that, your faith grows stronger and stronger. And it is only in doing that you can know it. It's, these are all subjective experiences. So my message to our listeners is you have to give it a try. Just take a leap of faith as the saying goes. That is, fit your fear. Nay, no, stuff your fears and fit your faith. That is the message. And you can only do it. The taste is in the pudding. The taste is in the pudding. I, I, let me give you a, pers a personal um, experience how I applied this knowledge to my, to me as a person. I told you in the beginning that I had to quit my job in the industry, a very nice and lucrative job, well paid, everything was fine. But I had to take the leap of faith to become an entrepreneur. I had to quit this job to start from fresh, with no security, with no job security with no permanent, with no salary at the end of the month. That I knew, I just had to be dependent that, oh, universe, or they call, some people call it God, I call it universe. I just know the universe shall never forsake me. And it has never done. That was the best decision I ever took in my life. And I'm so happy and grateful now that I did that. Since that moment that I took that decision, things have always been getting better and better. People are popping into my life, events and circumstances and whatsoever are popping into my life that are helping me to achieve my goal. Look the way you pop into my life, Matthew. How? How can you explain that? I was just browsing through the Facebook and then I saw this um, interview with you with Dean Radin. It wasn't programmed. I saw it. But we all attracted ourselves to each other. Douche our thoughts. As I said, our thoughts are cosmic waves, telepathic. So it's just this faith. And that is what I can just recommend to help to each and every person. If you don't try, if you don't do it, you will never know that it works. So do it. And it shall not fail you. That is the good thing behind it. I love that. I 100% agree. I think that the, the leap of faith is mandatory because if you want to uh, experience spirit or universe or cosmos or God or whatever you think, it requires your action first and then the spirit and then this universal source will kick in. And, and another way that I like to share it is that nature is cooperative. All of the rainforest, everything's cooperative. Humans seem to be the only thing on the planet that acts in an uncooperative way. So when you're moving from that impulse that your inspiration is in spirit, when you're moving from that impulse of what you are as this such powerful multidimensional being connected to everything, you know, exactly. it, the source energy is going to, is going to move with you towards what you want to do. Um, so I'm curious from your research in quantum physics, biology, physics, um, you know, God can be a scary word for some people because of just old things and stuff like that. Whether you want to say God, spirit, cosmos, in your research, is there any compelling evidence towards like this source? Like, you know, when you take an action and you have that direct experience, 
but is there anything in quantum physics in in biology that's that's really showing you that you are the creator and that there that there is this force that is on your side because you also mentioned that which i think is very important is that when you take the leap of faith whatever that force is whatever you want to call it it is on your side and you can live life that way or you could live it equally in the way that I'm not good enough. I'm not a creator. Um, life is out to get me. And they're both equally real depending on the perspective that you're coming from. So my question is, do I, I should say, I should say something about this creative force we call God or universe. Is that what you, you yeah. Mean? What is in your research? What's your understanding of the connection with God source, the universe, if it's real and if there's any compelling scientific evidence that would move weight to this intelligent infinity, this force that we're talking about. Um, I can, <laughs> I can refer you to the work of um, Dr. Goswami, Amit Goswami, his books. He really, I think if I look at my table, my, uh, my library, Self Aware Universe from Goswami, the Quantum Doctor. Let me just say, I will, I will refer our readers to the research of Dr. Goswami, which, which, um, which answers this question. He calls God quantum consciousness. Quantum consciousness is, is, this, uh, is this spirit that is there, that's within us. In my own experience, I haven't, may I haven't done any scientific um, uh, lab-based work, but I think Dean Radin, in his work at the Neurotic Institute, they, sh they, have, they have been doing work on consciousness. That is what they do. So readers can refer to Institute of Neurotic, Sciences, Institute of Neurotic Sciences. They will have the relevant literature there, um, um, which says, um, what uh, what God is all about and, and, and this stuff. So to me, as uh, I will call myself a spiritual scientist, <laughs> because the hardcore scientists which who only go by facts and results. Because what is science? I learned that science there are three things which apply. Is it provable? Is it is it provable, is it measurable, and is it documentable? That is science, right? If you can prove something, if you can measure it, and if you can document it, then you are doing science. But with this stuff that we are talking nowadays, some of these things, we can't really prove them, right? They are subjective. Only you feels it, and you know it is true. You can prove it to someone, and that, that doesn't make it not to be real. But what others are doing, like Dean Radin and George Smith and others, they are trying to explain, because science is just a language of spirituality, right? They are trying to look at spirituality from this scientific point, from this scientific concept, that how can you prove something, how can you measure it, and how can you document it? But at the end of the day, science is only... Science can only prove and measure something in the physical world, right? But when we're talking of spirituality, of God, it's something that you don't see, you can't touch. So how can you prove and measure it? <laughs> because what Amadine Radin is doing, they are using they are using instruments or whatsoever. So now, so they are coming back in a physical in, in a physical context to explain something invisible which is also a milestone. I don't say no, 
But what my message is it, in my message is that my subjective experience about the existence of God, only me, I have felt it. You yourself, you felt it. You know it's true. And any other person on this planet has, has had this kind of experience in his or her life at one point in time. I am very sure of that. So go by your feelings. And to your question again, you see, I'm giving you a very broad answer. I can't really give you a direct answer to what you asked me, you know? So I'm just talking and then something will come out of it. <laughs> um, my experience about the, being, the existence of God or this uh, quantum consciousness, infinite intelligence, universal mind or soul. To know that there is this intelligence which is impersonal. It exists in all of us. That intelligence which makes your heart to beat, it's the same intelligence which makes my heart to beat. That makes my hair to grow. It's the same intelligence. If say you cut, if let's say you, you cut your hand and you are bleeding, it gets healed on its own. It's the same intelligence which also heals my hand, isn't it? It's impersonal. It doesn't do it, it doesn't do it only for Matthew Bel-Air or for Akuma Sanigong. It does it for every it does it does it for every person. So that is how we can just look at nature, how nature functions, that there is something which is there. And also in my own experience that we are creators. We are creators or co-creators in ourselves. The Bible says, um, he, you are made in his image. That means we are also God. For some fanatics, from some Christian fanatics, they'll say, that is devil talk. It's not devil talk. We are you are God. What is God? God is a creator. And you, you are also a creator. You can, you can do and undo. Because what is creation, Matthew? Creation is nothing. Creation happens, to, creation happens on two levels. First, on the mental, on the psychic level, and on the physical level. I say, if you can see something in your mind's eye, you can hold it in your hand. Isn't it? And that's creation. Now, the one side of saying that we are creators, we are God, or God is in us, we are in spirit. And if you are, if you are really living your passion and to unfold your potential, this word, the word inspirare, you know, the word inspiration comes from Latin, which means inspirare, which means you are in spirit. Some a spirit is in you. This quantum consciousness is in you. Like, it also, it's in the same way with enthusiasmus. When you say enthusiasmus, it comes from end, end means in, tios, from, from Greek, which means God. It means you are possessed by a God. And you are really in line with source energy to do and undo. And then to, to say something last on this aspect, what you, what you questioned me on, is about self-healing. To know, you know that we can heal ourselves with the power of our minds. I have healed myself many times in which I've got appointments, keynotes, and I was feeling sick. And I knew I can't cancel an appointment because it was very important. I can't turn down this, um, the person inviting me. If I'm having a kind of headache or so, I'll just say, I'll talk to myself. I'll say, hey, leave me alone. I am healthy. I am strong and healthy. And I am doing the keynote. Just by giving that talking to me with this self-affirmation, I ignite this self-healing properties in me and get and 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 I'm well. That is no that's that is this is no um, um hocus pocus. I have done that with me. 
And I, it is subjective. You get the point? Because we all got all what we can heal ourselves. When we talk of self-healing, we talk of um, um, uh, what Bruce Lipton, I can refer readers to viewers to read the book of Bruce Lipton, um, The Biology of Belief. He really explained these concepts where we all have all what we need to heal ourselves. No, when you take a drug, when you are sick, from the pharmacy or whatsoever, most of these drugs, they are just ligands. They are, they are just ligands that they bind to a receptor, right? To, to trigger um, a cascade of biochemical reaction to get you well. So the point is, these receptors, they are endogenous, means they have always been there. So it means that if they are there, there should also be endogenous ligands within you that bind to them to, 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 um, to uh, trigger this cascade of biochemi this, this, um, biochemical pathway. So we must not always rely for an external ligand being a form of chemical. You get the point? So we are a pharmacy on two legs. We've got everything in us. And only you are believed. In the Bible it says, your belief shall set you free. Belief can bring mountain down. This belief means that the God which is in you, you can heal yourself. Did I help you? Did I come in line in answering your question, my friend? Yeah, man, that was amazing. I love that. Well, it's interesting because uh, for Instagram, I'll try to find like inspiring quotes and share those and just kind of rant about it. And the one that I chose uh, yesterday was, uh, it's an Egyptian proverb that says, you are God in a physical body. You are spirit in flesh. You are eternal life ex expressing itself as you. You are a cosmic being. You are all power. You are all wisdom. You are all intelligence. You are perfection. You are magnificence. You are the creator. And you are creating the creation of you on this planet. Oh, my God. That's so sweet, brother. That's so sweet. And just to um, um, compliment what you said, which is very empowering, um, is that we... We are spiritual beings having a temporal human experience. That's a quote I got from Dr. Wendaya. Are you, you know him? He's, uh, he's no longer with us in this dimension, but he's still with us, you know. If we are spiritual beings on a temporal human experience, it means his human experience in this time frame has ended, but he's still there. So knowing that you are a spiritual being, you are infinite. You have been there, you are here, and you'll always be here is so empowering. What can be taken away from spirit that, that can be gotten back? Tell me. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think that when you realize that you're eternal um, and, and change your position from what you can do, like out of fear-based consciousness, right? Because fear-based consciousness requires a steady job and all these different things, which we do need. It's not to say that you don't need to get that job. But, but the other side of the point is you have a whole life to create whatever you can imagine. You know, if you get a, a kid that goes through university, he's like, oh, I want to do this job. He's like, okay, well, try that job. And he tries it for three years. And he's like, I don't really like him. Like, okay, you can try that. But you try something else then. Um, but we get into this like, oh, we got a 401k or we got this um, security. So then we start to compromise all this other stuff, forgetting how 
how powerful we are and how, how we can create a reality. And if we begin to just un, let go of all that stuff and then really rethink, okay, what if I could create my reality exactly as I wanted? What would that look like? And again, if you take money out of the equation, having enough money to support yourself to have food, water, shelter, yes. But what are you doing every single day? What activities do you want to do? Who do you want to be around? What are your most important values? What makes you excited? How do you want to take care of your body? How do you want to experience the human existence? Um, because it's a fascinating, really crazy roller coaster ride here. And so, you know, you get to decide what that is. And with the empowering perspective, you can then begin to continuously shape and decide the experience you want through your own conscious creation. Um, so what I kind of wanted to ask you is, um, you know, when you're talking to people about achieving their highest potential, connecting to this force and things like that, do you have um, some favorite principles or practices that you, you recommend or, you know, for somebody to achieve this? And then also you talk about happiness as well. So principles, or practices for achieving their highest potential in this life, but also from a state of happiness and fulfillment. Yeah, you are, you are asking me, let's say, to say, my, to say my routines, what I do, for example. Yeah, it could, be, it could be principles as in like non-attachment, gratitude, things like that, and then actual practices, let's say meditation, journaling, or whatever the case might be. The first principle is, it's what I've learned very bitterly. <laughs> and I think it's, um, it's an experience that we have all got, that, that, we all, that we all have as humans, is learning to let go. Learning to let go is so fundamental. I'm still working on that. I think like any of us, <laughs> learning to let go. Because when you let go, you really re release yourself of bad energy. You know? You release, yourself, you, you release, you make available of good energy coming to you and all what is, what has been bothering you really falls apart and you see that you are in line with your source energy. You are in line with who you are. So letting go also means forgiveness. Forgiveness is a very, very strong word. I can't overemphasize it. Forgiveness is something that we all carry out, we all carry along with us and I forgive myself. I must confess before the whole public now, I forgive myself and I forgive all those who ever hurt me. And when I did that, I really felt relieved, my friend. It was as if a big load fell on my shoulders. So what I can recommend to Erin Mother is we should learn to forgive. <laughs> we should learn to forgive all those petty things that our parents did, your friends did, your teachers did. Whosoever have hurt you, know that forgiving, you are not doing primarily good to, that, good to that person. You are first doing good to yourself. You are releasing yourself from that pain. It's very important. And when you release yourself from that pain, you put yourself in a positive vibration. Because when you are unforgiving, you are thinking evil about that so-called person. And what are you thinking? We have just our thoughts are cosmic waves. So like thoughts attract like thoughts. So forgiving is a, is a very egoistic practice for your own good. So when you're forgiving, you're not really doing, you're not, yes, as a, as a byproduct, the person also becomes forgiven, but it is first for you. That is the message. When you forgive, 
you are forgiving yourself and you are putting yourself in a good vibration to be in alignment with your higher self. That is the message. So forgiveness, I can, I can um, recommend that. And at times we always think of forgiveness as something like, it is something that has to be done later on. I have, I have corrected that. That is, if something bothers me with somebody because it's part of the human experience, it doesn't mean that if somebody does something wrong to you in your interpretation, because it's all about subjective experiences. Maybe for that person, it was okay, but for you, it's not okay. If somebody, if somebody does something that I think in my subjective experience, it's not okay, I seek dialogue with that person to tell him or her that, hey, young man, young lady, what transpired, I accept that I am also responsible because there are always two people involved. That's it, we are always people involved. I, always, I first acknowledge my own self that what transpired in some way, I was either conscious or unconsciously involved in it. That's it. And then I still air my view what, what, why I'm not amused about it. So in a very polite and nice way, you must not do it angrily or with abuse. In a very nice and mature way, you can still tell somebody your position. And when I've done that, I feel relieved and it's done. Because when you don't do it, when you keep, when you keep on swallowing it and being, having a grudge, it doesn't do you good. So I, what I've learned for me is to try to not try, um, uh, see to it that you get the matter sorted out. That is very, that has been very empowering for me. And then what I also, what I can encourage people to do is my, my, modern, my morning routines is um, when I get up, I meditate, you mentioned that. I do 10 minutes of meditation, just being, there are many kinds of meditations. I won't recommend any method because Eckhart Tolle, a teacher, you know him, Eckhart Tolle, I, 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 I went to one of his lectures. He said something very, he said something very profound. He said, all these meditation techniques, they are good and fine. But when you keep on focusing on the technique, it is a distraction. And you are not meditating. Because you are focusing all your attention. Am I doing it rightly? Am I sitting up? Am I sitting rightly? Am I paying attention to that? And then you are spending all your time on the technique. <laughs> and that's a meditation. So what I do, what he said is, meditation just means just being there. Just be quiet. Paying attention to your attention. That is mindfulness. And that's meditation. That is paying attention to what you are thinking. And if you are paying attention to what you are thinking, you can only be in the moment. Because if you are not paying attention to what you are thinking, you are either in the past, thinking of something that has happened that, that didn't that bothered you, or you are in the future, because Eckhart Tolle says, all sources of unhappiness are based on two things. Either we are in the past, and the past is a former now, or you are in the future, and the future is an imagined now. So everything happens in the now. And if you are paying attention to your attention, you can only be in the now. Like now, I am with you now, talking with you. So I can only be in the now, in the year and now. I can't be thinking about my bills. 
<laughs> I can't be thinking about who had me the other day. If I'm really with you now, you get the point. And if you are in the now, in meditation, that is where you have inner bliss. Because you are in the now. And we can live our life from the now. It doesn't mean that you, don't, you shouldn't have goals and plans. No, you can have goals and plans and you do them in the now. On your vision, on your goals, what, what little steps can you take now in the achievement of your goals? And bit by bit, living in the now, you see that you've, you've attained your goals. So those are some concepts that I can, that I can share with our, our fellow um, our viewers. So I do my meditation, I do my visualization, I visualize what Joe says, you should be focused and see yourself achieving what you, what you are to achieve with intention and emotions, I visualize. Let's say if I have a keynote, like today I visualize that being with you on this, on this, on this on the podcast, I've, I could see you sitting there, asking me questions, see myself answering them, you know? And it happens. You know, what you see in your mind's eye, you can hold in your hand. So I, I visualize for 10 minutes, my plans. Thereafter, I read, I read one book a week. So I have my books that I, I have. I'm a, um, I, can only, I can also encourage everybody to, to um, uh, engage in the practice of reading. Because when you read, many people have written down their biographies, their experiences in books. You must not reinvent the wheel. Read, 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 and get that knowledge and unfold your potential. And, get, and, and start from where they ended. So I read one book a week. It's very easy to read one book. I just say when, when I see a book, I look at the number of pages. How many pages, how many pages have, um, um, are in there? Most books have got 200 to 300 pages. So I would divide the number of pages by seven. Let's say if you are 200, you are on about 28 pages a day. And if you are 300, you are about 42 pages. So I know I have 28 pages a day to read. So I make my commitment my commitment. There is always a way. Where, where there's a wheel, there's a way. So when I get up, I have my, my, my power, power of hour, 20 minutes meditation and visualization, 20 minutes of reading. And then I do, my, I do some exercises. Uh, I do some exercises um, for 20 minutes where I'm now in spirit. That is, I do some manifestation exercises. I call them a kind, it's a kind of biohack, mitochondria. These are um, a little particles, um, how could I call them, bodies in our cells that give us energy. I activate my mitochondria to give me to be in, to be in the flow. Let me, put it that, let me put it that way. And then I say some things to the universe. I, I say my goals. I am happy and grateful now that I am doing this and that always in the present tense. I do that. I'm fully pumped up. I go take a shower and then I can start. I can start the day. So summary: meditation and visualization, reading, and exercise. I think when we do that, when you do that, you are doing so much good for your body, mind, body, and spirit. And it really you you begin to see the results, and you can only keep on doing them. Amazing! Although that was fantastic, man. I appreciate you sharing all that. Um, yeah, all of those were were fantastic techniques. And I, the first thing that you you covered was the forgiveness, and I think that's so important. Um, you know, kindness, compassion, and happiness for yourself first. first. You first. know, yeah. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, first because um, when Daya said, "I get," I think when Daya said this, or oh, Les Brown. You know, Les Brown. 
Yeah. Les Brown is also a great guy. He's my mentor. Les Brown made a sentence in one of his um, speeches. He says, what you just said, kindness, compassion, love, and light, they are like perfumes. When you spray them, you can't help that some also get back to you. So if you live in that state of flow, you are doing too much good to yourself. So give a lot of kindness, forgiveness, compassion. You are doing so much good to your own self. And the person on the other end is, is a receiver, which is also good. So at the end of the day, it's a win-win, isn't it? It's a win-win situation. So, and if we can live from that state of consciousness, this world is a wonderful place. You really enjoy the human experience. Yeah, 100% agree. And I had a discussion with a friend um, a few days ago, and uh, she made the beautiful reminder that you can only give from an overflowing cup. And, you know, that's kindness, compassion, happiness, and joy from yourself because you don't have anything to give away. And sometimes it can be the, the hardest thing. And forgiveness is a really good uh, part of that too, you know. So all of that was super practical. And it reminded me of uh, the Hapono Ono where it's, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And um, exactly. just learning to drop off that luggage, you know, that luggage of pain or whatever the problem is in the mind, but you connect to presence and gratitude. And then all of a sudden those problems aren't, they don't have that same weight to them. Um, you know, I, I know you got to get going. Unfortunately, you know, you can feel no, free to stay as long as you want. Wait, I'm not sure. How, how, how long have we been talking so far? It's so wonderful and amazing talking with you, Matthew. You are a great guy. How, uh, how, how many, how long have we been talking so far? Can you have an, hour? an hour? Yeah, I get okay, let's, let's do it a bit. Let's go. We can do an extra mile. Oh, like good. It. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I know. We started at the beginning. I was like, what is your time? You know, I'm going to sit here and listen as long as you want. Um, so, yeah, always. <laughs> Um, yeah, we could, we could definitely keep going, man. Um, you know, it's, it's a privilege to talk to you and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, so I guess I would ask like with, with all of those, um, things that you just shared, you know, is there any question that you wish that I asked that you want to take the conversation to what here, um, do you want to dive deeper into if anything that's come up? A question that, um, Okay. You are very good at you are very good at impromptu. You could have asked, you could have told me that in the beginning to think about it. <laughs> I <need> to think <laughs> about it. Um, um, good question. Let's say about you with this thin athlete. I I went to your website. It's so It's very interesting being a thin athlete. Can you say that in a few words? What do you really mean with that? Yeah, sure. Um, well, for me, it's, it's the intention behind it. So I grew up a martial artist. And in martial arts, the reason why you do it is to learn how to master your mind, body and spirit. And so that's how I viewed sports my whole life was an opportunity to better myself. And I think that culturally on the planet right now, um, we've got, you know, athletes, celebrities and musicians are the most powerful influencers on the planet. And in football, hockey, soccer, it doesn't matter what it is. The principles of martial, art, martial arts or self-mastery are right there. They can be added to any sport. We can teach our youth about how to clear their mind, um, how to 
uh, visualize and create the reality. Also understand their internal dialogue. What are you saying to yourself? You know, are you mm -hmm. saying that you can make the shot? Are you saying that you're good enough? Are you saying that you're worthy? Um, and then also teach them to do it from a perspective of fulfillment of where they are now. Um, one of my clients, Marianne, she's an amazing big hockey fan and Ovechkin just won the Stanley cup. And that's his pinnacle moment of an athlete, right? We all have this pinnacle moment of like, Oh, when I get to this thing, then life is all great and good, right? The Stanley cup moment, the business or whatever, but we need to operate from that Stanley cup pinnacle moment as we go through the process being full and harmonious where we are. And so I, I see sport as a beautiful catalyst to empower kids with all of these principles of self mastery without them even knowing it. You know, they won't know. They'll just want to be better athletes. But meanwhile, they can take that principle for wherever they want to go. So I always say it's like Zen athlete, but it can be Zen music, Zen business, Zen life. It doesn't matter. It's principles <laughs> of, of personal development and using something that you enjoy, creating a business, getting good at physics, getting good at math, and, and using that as a catalyst, as a reason to master yourself. Very great. So with the same athlete stuff and same life and, and the other things you mentioned, for me, the quintessence is mastering your mind, mastering the power of your mind and knowing how powerful your mind is. Because Bob Proctor, all these names, um, you know, these are people that have looked at their work, but Proctor says the mind is the most sophisticated machine you've got on the planet. It will make the Best computer look like a toy. And that's so true. He said, if you know the power of your mind, you're a magnificent machine. And when you don't use it, and he said, it is a shame. It is really embarrassing. <laughs> when I heard that from him, I got, I stood at attention, you know. <laughs> he said, when we don't use our mind, it is an, it's an embarrassment to our creator. Because he gave us this magnificent machine. He says, imagine you've got a very beautiful car with so much horsepower. And this car is standing all day long, all week long in your garage. And if I told you, use this car just once a week to go shopping one kilometer, one kilometer away. And just standing there, you've never been on the autobahn to know the magnificence of this, of this car. And that is our mind. It's getting rusty and rusty, rustier. And it's a, it's a shame. So when you know the power of your mind, you can do and undo. You can attract whatever you want into your existence. And he says, we, we, most, we always use our mind, our imagination against us. You know, we think what we don't want and we attract it into our existence. But you can use your mind to think what you want. <laughs> so it's just about where you, put, where you place your focus on. So what you are doing about um, saying with ten athletes is this kind of this mental aspect, which I really find very enriching and enlightening. I can. Uh, it's also a similar work I'm doing from a different perspective, but at the end of the day, it's for one. So I think uh, your work, uh, my work, with the work of all other great souls around, it's very important. It's very nice, and I think we are creating a kind of global consciousness. Uh, to bring this fundamental knowledge to our fellow humans so that they should emancipate themselves from mental slavery. What Bob Marley said, emancipate yourself from mental slavery. Because we are the architects and pilots of our lives. 
You are in a self-imposed prison. Like Rumi, the Sophic, the Sophist poet, who lived in Persia, who lived in Persia some many years ago, he said, "There, one of the wonders of the world is the pitiful sight of a soul sitting in prison with the key in its hand, with the key, with the having the key in having the key in his hand." You get the point. You are still in prison. You've got the key in your hand, but you don't know that that's the key. That you can unlock that door at any moment. And that's the case with many of us. And I think your work, my work, and the work of many other people, I can repeat, it's really making people to be aware of their potential. Making people to liberate themselves from this self-imposed imprisonment. That you have it in your hands. You can decide where you want to where you want to bring your life to in which direction it's very essential and it's so fundamental all the suffering on earth can be eradicated with this knowledge because these are basic truths all the prophets who came before us and after us jesus the buddha muhammad and also they said all these things using different words didn't they and science is coming with similar words saying the same things like when we talk of in the beginning i talk of Quantum physics within a field of possibilities is nothing like the same thing what Jesus Christ said in Matthew 19:26. He looked at his apostles and said, with, um, with man, this is impossible, but we got all things are impossible, but we got all things are possible. That was that is quantum physics. In my opinion, Jesus was a quantum physicist. Yeah. Even the Buddha, the Buddha, another aspect of the quantum physics is when you go really deep into the atom, what we say electrons and atoms, well, if you really go really deep, it is not, there is nothing, it's empty space. It's just energy, it's nothing. And if you look from the premise that if we have accepted that we are all made of electrons and atoms, but if I say down deep is nothing, and you ask me, but from nothing we came from nothing. So what does that mean? From nothing we can create something, isn't it? And the Buddha said, in his own words, in his days, he also defined at the atom that in the atom, that he said the atom is indivisible. On this concept that going down, when going that I'm a very deep into the atom, there is nothing. It means how can you divide something that, that doesn't exist? So you see how spirituality and science are talking the same language. They are really so compatible and it's so enriching. Because science is looking at the, at the effect and spirituality is looking at the cause. And that makes them one, in my opinion, and in the opinion of many other teachers in this field. I 100% agree. I, I, I totally resonate with all of that. You know, the, the mental slavery piece is, is so important. And that is, that is a lot of like the intention with the book, because, you know, we're, we're a bit older. I don't know if we're the same age or, or what, but if you look at what a kid is going through now from, you know, five to 10 years old, 10 to 20, those teenage years, and what they're looking at culturally, um, and what's happening to their minds, you know, part of the work that I did growing up was looking at, 
I didn't understand how we still had war and that's how I got into hypnosis. Oh, you can, you know, mass hypnosis, um, indoctrination, all these different systems that are being used on us. And then, you know, sometimes they're on purpose and sometimes it's through our culture or our parents or different things. And we are a supercomputer. We're like this infinite, this, this body is just hyper intelligent, you know, intelligent life through it. It's just absolutely miraculous. But what's happening with this in, incredible suit that we're in is we're sitting in a state of anxiety, depression, fear, because we're stuck in this fear loop. And we can't get past that fear loop to really activate our body, to activate our life experience, to see what we're capable of doing on this planet, because there's so much illusion, this Maya. And a Maya comes from culture, jobs, uh, you know, all these different things of really just forgetting you're on a floating ball shooting through outer space, unless you're a flat earther, then you're on a disc, whoever, I don't know exactly how that works, but you get the idea. Um, you know, it's just like, holy shit, like this is a, this is an opportunity to have an extraordinary experience and you have the most um, intelligent, miraculous thing that you're driving around, but we don't know how to use it. And what we got to learn is uh, part of the book, I was on a podcast yesterday, my buddy Jiro from the flow state is like, part of what you got to do is you got to understand the coding and the beliefs you have. That's the coding in, in your computer. So if the coding is like, I'm not good enough, I can't do it. Things are hard, blah, blah, blah. So you want to be the world's best athlete, biggest entrepreneur, whatever. What does Richard Branson believe about business? What does people who are successful and happy and fulfilled believe? And you deduce and you figure out those belief systems, you write them all down, and then you can encode them through affirmation, self-hypnosis, and different things into your own mind. And now you're changing the coding of your supercomputer. And that's what it teaches you. So that's what I mean. It's like you teach it to kids. Once they know that they, through their own consciousness, can direct and affect their coding, it changes their um, experience in this reality because inner and outer. And that's really the thing is we got to understand and take responsibility for our coding, what we're getting in our reality, and then realize that we actually have the tools and skills and knowledge to change our own coding to what it is that we want to experience here. Exactly. I can only agree with you. We are on the same frequency, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What you are saying with coding and the like is, is the same line with the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, right? That is, we have to be conscious, which makes us 5% of our um, um, consciousness. And the subconscious mind and the 5%, according to Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza with other colleagues, they have done that. With they, that control our life. But that 95% has to be programmed through, through consciousness. You get the point. So... And this sub, this ninety five percent, which is which is running our lives, it's so important because that is where the work has to be done. You have to have that ag that harmony, that that agreement between the conscious, the unconscious, the conscious mind, and the subconscious mind. If you say, "I want to be rich," but deep down in you, you know you can never be rich. You will remain damn poor because that is there's a conflict. So you have to. Open your mind, open yourself up in knowing that you are a wonderful being. You are made of abundance. You are better abundance. You have to believe that in your heart of hearts. And that's how it can flow through. i just give an example like, um, and, that, and that can only come through practice, practice, practice. Practice, practice, and repetition. Repetition is also learning because in the Bible it says, hearing, um, hearing. Belief comes through hearing and hearing. That also means, in other words, you, you have to keep on doing something over and over, and it gets embedded into your subconscious mind. 
let's say with disabled mind, which we as children, we heard many things from our parents and from, from school and friends that we couldn't do something, we could do something. And we heard that so often and we, and we believe that and it has either become an asset or a, or a liability to us. So this question of repetition is so important. Repeat those things that are of help to you, that bring you ahead. And those things that are not of help to you, you, you see how you can eradicate them from your system. Let's say with this question of conscious and subconscious mind, to make it clear to our viewer, let's say people who, um, let's say, with, let's say with, with driving, how do you explain that somebody who is dead drunk can still drive his or her car back home? It is not the conscious mind because he, he or she has mastered driving very well. He or she knows the road to his or her home. So it is just the subconscious mind driving the car. And most of the time, and at most of the time, there is no accident. And this person can be driving this car in an argument with, with, the, with the person on the other seat, but nothing happens. So who is driving the car at this time? The subconscious mind. And that's how the subconscious mind runs our life either consciously or unconsciously. So it's very important. It's the same case like um, you can't tune into, let's say, ABC um, um, TV station and you want to get CNN. But if you've tuned into ABC and you want to get CNN, if you don't do that conscious step to tune to CNN, you will never get ABC, you will never get CNN. So consciousness is very important. What Amit Goswami in his books, I've mentioned it many, many times, he said consciousness is the ground set of our being. This word consciousness is so important. Being conscious of our, being conscious of your consciousness, paying attention to your attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And you know, and this isn't, this isn't common knowledge and it's so powerful and it does take a little bit of repetition and programming, um, but we're not taught to go look in and take our mental inventory of what we believe and eliciting those limiting beliefs in any area, relationships, career, money, um, abilities, right? And so in sports, it's very clear. And in business, it's the exact same. It doesn't matter what it is. You just do the inventory of limiting beliefs and then figure <laughs> out what are the most empowering beliefs that you could program instead. And that programming comes through your consciousness, and that's basically the free will. That's, that's our free will creatorship to focus our attention on, on what we wish. Nobody tells us uh, what to focus our attention on. We, we can be, become aware of our awareness, um, and then we get to start to steer the ship, and we're observing, but we're also creating as we observe. And then it kind of goes into other mastery of surrendering to what's happening and then how we respond to the environment when things are coming in because it could be like, Oh, here's a roadblock. Oh my God, I'm not good enough. And I'm going to fall over at this first tiny little hurdle and you know, whatever. And then you have the other consciousness. This is like, okay, great. Now I have an opportunity to, to learn and grow and, and, and figure out what this is all about and do it in a space of love and joy and, and, and fun and whatever else you want. And then you just keep going, boom, 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 until you get to that, um, that goal and that vision of that, what you want, but really, paying attention to what is in now and enjoying what is now because you know that's just a later thing you're just moving in that direction because that's the direction you want to go you get to choose it exactly i've just learned something from you thank you that's why i say i learned from everybody you've made a sentence or a word or yeah a sentence 
or a phrase you say is you i wrote it down making making an inventory of your limiting beliefs it's very sweet it's, it's cool thank you man oh, you're welcome man it's a privilege <laughs> to teach you something heck yes Whoop. That's, that's <laughs> to make an inventory of your limiting belief is so fundamental and profound that phrase i'm going to use it in my talks thank you all right, cool. Give me, give me, a, give me a shout out, and I'll, I'll tweet you. It'll be awesome. Uh, I would love to see one of your talks live at, on your website. It looks like you're just rocking stages all over the world. So I hope that one day that I'm front row cheering you on and enjoying because oh, sure. you have such we a. Can also, you can also think of something. Maybe we can cook something up. I can. I'm international. I can come to the states or Toronto or to the or to, or to Canada. We will definitely stay connected. We'll, we'll cook something up. Sounds good to me. That's one of the, <laughs> that's the privileges of having the podcast. I have wonderful beings like you, you know, come out and then now they're on my radar. And it is a, it's, it's a product of me following my own inspiration and moving forward. And it hasn't been easy. You know, it's been fun. It's been challenging. It's been all that, but it's meaningful to me. Do you know yeah, what I mean? And that's it, because you see the purpose of your life, isn't it? You, you see that you are doing something meaningful. You are impacting so many lives. And in that sense, you are also, um, I can talk from my own perspective. You feel satisfied. I feel very fulfilled. And one thing I want to share with the viewer before we, before we, 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 before we, wrap, up, before we wrap up is the question of fulfillment and why are you here? One of my teachers said, Many people ask the question, what is the meaning of life? He said, don't ask the question, what's the meaning of life? He said, ask, what is the meaning of your life? Because when you know the meaning of your life, you know what's the meaning of life. Very profound. And he said, to know the meaning of your life is to, are you living your passion? Are you living in your sweet spot? Are you doing those things that make you amazed? That you feel bliss. That, that thing that when you think you smile. Those things are both, they can, be, they can be various kinds of, um, um, I don't know how to put them. Those creative aspects of you, maybe you want to be a, a, a painter, you want to be a sculptor, you want to be a writer or whatsoever. But what the society has made us to know, or your parents or school, Condition you to make to know that no, that is not, that is bullshit. You can never get rich out of it, you can never make money out of it. That is not that's not a good programming. So we should begin to listen to that inner voice in us. That voice that has got no words. But you know they are there. It's very silent. So what I say to people is listen to your heart. Take the decisions with your heart and use your mind to find a way to achieve, to take, take the decision with your heart and use your mind to find a way how to go about it. Because the heart is the bigger brain of the body. Science today is, is telling us that in the field of neurocardiology, neuro from neurons, cardiology from the heart, that more than 60% of the heart cells are neurons. So we think with our heart. So think with your heart. And, and make the decisions. It's kind of an oxymoron, a paradox, to think with your heart, right? <laughs> but, but that's how we function. So listen to your heart. Don't allow fear to overcome you. Fear is just a trick of the brain. It's a trick of the devil, let me put it that way. Listen to your heart and believe in the unknown. Have courage to go into the unknown. And that is where you meet this feel of 
infinite possibilities that all things are open there for you. I have done it, I'm still doing it, and I know if it could work for me as a science mind, I was trained very conventionally to go by proof, I told you. But just to have faith, it works like magic. You have to do it, only in doing that you can see that it works. And then one last thing, you know, it's so sweet talking this stuff, Matthew. We can say this in the next three hours, but I think we're going to stop. <laughs> uh, Go uh, as long thing, as you wish. I love it. One thing, again, um, that I say in living your passion, like what I'm doing, what you are doing, is find what makes you happy. Your passion. And then success is being defined as in my terms that is to live your passion and find people to pay you for it then that is real success because you are in your flow in a flow state if you get money for it it's good if you don't get money for it it's also good because you are doing what you like and the universe will pay you tenfold that you get money for it because with more money you can do more with more money, you are um, helping the evolution of the universe. The universe wants to grow and evolve through you. To me, money has got a very positive energy. It depends on where we grew up in the world that for some people, money has got a negative energy tag on it. They say money is sort of all evil, rich, poor, bad people, and all sorts of evil things to talk about money. And if you talk about evil to money, how do you imagine to get money? Because if you like, if you love somebody, right, and you keep on abusing this person every day, be it your wife or your husband or whosoever, if you keep on abusing this person every day, that love can't work, that marriage can't stick. And the same thing people are doing unconsciously. They hate money, they're talking ill about money, they abuse rich people, and that's why they remain poor, they remain broke. So if you see a rich man or whatever, be happy for him. Put yourself in a set of good vibrations, say, oh, that guy has made it. Be happy for him. And only when you are happy for other people, other people will be happy for you, and that's how you attract wealth and abundance in your life. So in a, in a nutshell, live your passion. Like me, I'm a keynote speaker. I'm all over the place, and I get paid for it. It's cool. And I also, at times, when I, when, I, when I started this job, I also had to talk without pay. And I did it very well because it was my passion. I didn't, it wasn't, I did it. When they said, come and talk, I said, are you paying me? They said, no. I said, oh, come and talk because I like doing it. But now I get paid for it. Get the point. So that is a very fundamental knowledge I got to know about this stuff that um, as thing one Chinese philosopher said, if you, uh, if you are living your passion, you will never work for, you will never work any day in your life. So that is something that is very profound that we, we should understand that and the universe is always on your side. Quantum consciousness is also in the book of Goswami that you are, um, you are, uh, he also did some studies on that, that you are, a, you are um, assisting the evolution of the universe because you came here with an agenda, with a goal to fulfill because the universe wants to grow through you to a different state of evolution. And if you're not doing that, it's a pity. And the universe is very angry. I won't, I won't say angry, but the universe is a bit not amused. <laughs> yeah.
Man, that's beautiful. I really, really love that you are assisting the uh, evolution of the universe through living your passion. It's so, it's so true. And, and I like uh, the wealth thing to understand, you know, money. One of my friends is really wealthy and he says, uh, you know, money is just a scoreboard for the value that I give. Um, I'm not pursuing money. I was like, forget. Ooh, that's, that's so cool, bro. Money yeah. is just a scoreboard. I write it down. Money is just a scoreboard for the value that i give oh cool joshua smith from gsd mode get shit done this guy is amazing um he's got a wonderful podcast and a really spectacular human being as well so shout out to him and, and tons and tons of love um but you know that was one of the joshua smith how is his podcast called uh gsd get shit G-S-D. done yeah and this guy ah. gets, he gets shit done man <laughs> He gets, he gets shit. It's the very okay. guy's a beast. It's amazing. And uh, has a family, wonderful family. They're, they're incredible. Um, cool. But also about like when you see, you know, that's a, like a law of attraction tip, right? You see somebody with wealth or what you want, celebrate that success. And that's mirror neurons. If you push it down, you're resisting it. You know, when you celebrate it, you're getting in the energy and you need to match that energy. You need to match that frequency, not put it down because then you're going to be resisting it. Exactly. You said it all. <laughs> you said it all. Even Einstein, one of the greatest uh, theoretical physicists in the last century, he was also a fan of, of um, uh, law of attraction. He said he used law of attraction in a different, um, he said it in different terms, but he was, what he was just saying was law of attraction um, uh, ten, times 10. Let me, read, re, let me read what he said, right, to our viewers so that they, those, analyst, those people who want to be very analytical this, they will hear what Einstein said with regards to law of attraction. Frequency, attract. Let me just put that in Google and see. Uh, okay, this is what. Okay, this is what Einstein said, yeah, which is in conjunction with the law of attraction. He said, Everything is energy, and that is all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Albert Einstein. I love that quote. That that is law of attraction pure. It's physics. It's science. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, man. This has been such a pleasure. You you really shared so much, you know, practical, important um, knowledge, wisdom. You have such a wonderful spirit about you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing, you know, probably kicking button stages and and the research and and just going out there, spreading the love, taking the leap of faith to bring this knowledge out to people, right? Well, a lot Mm -hmm. of us are facing that thing and it's, it's scary. I don't care where you are. You could have a million dollars and it's still terrifying. You could have nothing and it's still terrifying. It's, it's wherever you are, it's going to be terrifying. But if that inner voice is telling you that spirit, that's you and that's your creation on the planet, have that courage. So I uh, commend you for, for doing that and to be able to be on the other side and receive your, your joy and your gift and your passion. I can feel it and it's wonderful. Um, before we close up, is there anything that you, you want to keep, you want to dive deeper into, you wish that I had asked or anything that you want to touch on? You can feel free to go as long as you wish. Oh my God, you are a good interviewer. No, I think we've touched so many, so many aspects and um, it's fine now. And then just one last thing about this fear stuff, which prevents people to lift their goals is to, I would say, um, feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Fear shouldn't be, 
Fear can be a warning signal, but it shouldn't be a stop signal. Those are quotes from Jack Kenfield and the book of Susan Jeffers, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Those are books that our viewers can, can buy and read. Incredible. Yep. I agree. And I love that. And I love that quote. Um, where can people find more about you? Do you have speaking dates? And, and where can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out? Very cool. They can get hold of me um, on my website. I think we'll put on the show notes, www.drsanningon.com. What I encourage them to do is they should um, subscribe to my newsletter. Every Monday morning, I write some a very short uh, essay or so, very short and pregnant with full of positive energy and good vibes so that they can start your week on a good footing. It's, it's for free. And in this newsletter, I always make mention of um, uh, my, the appointments I've got around the world. So that is what I offer. I do most of my work in Germany. It's in German. I have a book in German, but the book is being translated into English. When that will be done, those in my English newsletter are also going to be informed. So the message is to get in touch Get on my website, drsanningon.com, get inscribed on my newsletter. I'm also on Facebook. You put the name Akuma Sanningon, you'll find my page and me and Instagram. I'm all over the place. But the website is a good place to, it's a good place to start with. Awesome. Well, so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for an amazing podcast and all your work. And uh, I just, I look forward to be in front row. I know it's going to happen. It's going to be exciting. But uh, thank you for everything. For nothing. The universe is great. The, the universe <laughs> The universe is working at high speed to make that come true. We have, we have sent a wish to the universe and it's working for our higher good. Sounds good, man. Well, have an amazing day and uh, we'll stay in touch. Thank you. Namaste. See you guys. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed that incredible episode with Dr. Akuma Sanangong. If you liked it, please share the episode, leave a review on iTunes, do three acts of kindness today, at least one act of kindness. If you want to throw a buck in the bucket and you got a dollar's worth of value, um, you can consider me a podcast busker and just go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, toss a buck in the bucket because it really does help, goes a long way. Um, remember that there's going to be an event coming up in Sedona, August 4th with David Lombear Senapas, the Megama elder and the, an elder of the Zuni together. Uh, it's going to be an incredible event. It's going to be on a Saturday and they said that they're looking for the star people. I kind of know what that means, but not 100% because it's little by little with David as I'm studying with him in Maine, but I can say that he is phenomenal. He has put balloons into space. He's monitoring a signal. I've seen some of his science. It is just mind-blowing and I'm here and what he is talking about is kindness compassion and happiness um, and also some of this is technologies but it needs to be built around community we do need help we do need support getting that message out so if you do enjoy the podcast please go and support his work do what you can to get his message out um, you know I'm basically a servant of him because I am just like oh my god people need to know what you are talking about they need your message needs to be heard and that's what i'm doing and i'm just using the platform and the work that i've created to do that um so if you guys want to do some uh, coaching hit me up i'm doing breakthrough sessions as well 90 minutes we can go through uh working through the biggest blocks limiting beliefs um, we can design a life plan we can do a lot of things we can do the heart journey hypnotic heart activation basically hypnotizing you into your heart to find an aligned path for your life uh, career stuff all that kind of thing whatever your biggest 
biggest problems are, let me know. We bust through that in 90 minutes and I give you homework. I give you exercises that will take you into the months to come. There's also more in-depth coaching and training for people who are really serious about leveling up. I can only take uh, a certain amount of people, but there are two openings at the moment where we can do more in-depth monthly one-on-one. And this can be just anybody who is really looking to level up, to design um, a life that they want to live from a you know fulfilling balanced perspective or you know you could be a ceo entrepreneur high level athlete it doesn't matter you just need to be serious um, in your level of commitment and wanting to dive deeper into your heart into consciousness into spirituality into developing and creating a life that you want to create and that you're proud of Um, and you do it from a fulfilling perspective from where you are now so just hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com if you want to do that make sure to sign up for the email list and you get a free lucid dreaming ebook and meditation if you go forward slash lucid dream Check out my sponsor, um, Sync Tuition, which is three binaural beat gamma wave brainwave entrainment tracks. That is a mouthful, but they're legit and amazing. And you can go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves to pick those up. They're awesome. So that's it. I'm going to let you go. Um, oh, Zen Athlete. It's a great book. You should buy it. It's a guide to self-mastery and it's a practical tools and processes. So if you haven't read that book, seriously, check it out. It's dope. It could be Zen music, Zen business, Zen life. It really does not matter. It's the tools and principles of self-mastery. Um, and if you know any coaches, any athletes, any school teachers, they should be teaching some of this to the kids. It's the basic principles of mindset that really do have a massive impact in how you navigate your life and what you're capable of doing and in the speed you can do it, uh, in, in the perspective that you can do it. It's all very important stuff. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to sign out now. And just before we do, let's come to a quick state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are in the world, take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares, all the worries, all the self-criticism, self-doubts, put downs. Just let that all go now. Taking another deep breath in through your nose. And with this breath, just make the internal firm commitment to be loving and kind and compassionate to yourself, to be your number one supporter. And just let that breath out slowly with all negativity, all self-doubt, all self-criticisms as it doesn't serve. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose, holding that breath and doubling that feeling of being your number one supporter, being loving, kind, and compassionate to yourself so you can fill your cup and you can be loving, kind, and compassionate to others. Just let that breath out slowly as that commitment to yourself solidifies and you go about today, this moment, and the rest of your life being loving and kind to yourself, being kind to others, trusting the path, realizing that you're whole, perfect, balanced, harmonious, enough, and worthy, amazing, just as you are. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I love and I appreciate you. Have an amazing day, and I will see you in the next episode.